1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, so we are in Amway Center. I'm Fred Katz. I'm of Locked On Thunder, and it's a crossover episode. I'm here with... with Philip Rossman Reich of Locked On Magic, and we are here to talk about Billy Donovan using Norris Cole with Samajay Kristen in a lineup for the first time this year, and that was the only thing that happened in this game, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was great to see Norris Cole back out there in the Sunshine State. Uh, this is where he made his hay and uh, uh, made a huge impact in, in this game. I mean, I, he's my MVP of, of the day.
1: So first of all, it was it was like 94 degrees here today? Yeah, it was nice. That can't be good for the high top, though.
0: Probably not. Humidity. But,
1: but, but you know, if, if, if he and Alfred Payton can make it work
0: in, in in Florida, anyone can
1: make any hairdo work in Florida. Okay, you know how people say, like, you have to see Russell Westbrook in person in order to appreciate mm-hmm. him? And, like, if you see him on TV, it's just a different You know, you see Bruce Springsteen live, it's a different experience than when you listen to his album, right? That's how I feel about Alfred Payton's hair.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, and even... Even sitting up in the rafters doesn't do it justice because you just you don't get the bounce that it, that it has. Like when he's running, it's bouncing up and down, and it's mesmerizing.
1: Have I told you my theory? No, I, no, I haven't heard your theory. This is my insane theory that I've completely convinced myself is true. That the reason Alfred Payton <laughs> can't shoot is because of his hair. It's like a. Uh, when saw you, that, were... you saw that video going around the internet today, well, what was the video? There's someone,
0: someone, someone took a video of Payton. Uh, I mean. Uh, I don't know how long we're keeping this joke up, but, but Alfred Payton missed several free throws down the stretch of a close game that ended up going to overtime. And someone circled, you know took video of it and said, I know the reason why Alfred Payton's missing all these free throws. He, his hair is blocking his shot. And Sports Illustrated actually picked it up. Well, there you go. It's a
1: theory that's been going around for a while. You can go back in my tweets and see me tweeting this from six <laughs> months ago. But I like it. It's like a brim of a baseball cap. You can't shoot when you're wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. can't you
0: shoot yeah, with I mean, the hair. Yeah. I Yeah, I'm... I'm I don't. I don't buy it. Um, I think Peyton's just a
1: bad shooter. <laughs> I mean,
0: I think <laughs> I think he tends to bring. I mean, it's, 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 to me, it's kind of like a oh, golf swing.
1: Of course, but this is a way more fun conversation than he's just yeah. a bad shooter. Of course, of Okay, course. so we've we've made it. We've we've gone two minutes without discussing Russell Westbrook.
0: Do we have to?
1: Yeah, we okay. have to. I guess that was I guess. Uh, mm. so. Thunder won 114-106. They were losing by. In case you didn't see the game, they were losing by twenty one in the third quarter. Largest. Uh, second-half comeback in the history of the Thunder. Oh, uh, I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah, they were down 21 points in the third quarter. Russell Westbrook finished with 57 points. Let me call this up. 57 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, 7 Ho-hum turnovers. Game. Ho-hum game for him. Ho-hum, yeah. It was the most points anyone's ever scored in a triple-double. Uh, he had Do you see his numbers after halftime?
0: Uh, I was I mean I know he had 7 turnovers at halftime and I was like that I was like that's probably the big reason why the Magic are are in control of this game
1: the way they are. Right. So his numbers are after halftime so third fourth quarter overtime 36 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, no turnovers. That's uh that's that's pretty good. 19 I know he had 19 points in the fourth quarter the reason
0: that that they came back. Uh, Oklahoma City was down 10 points entering the fourth quarter and there were plenty of moments where it looked like the Magic were Going to just find a way to squeeze this one out, but the Thunder kept fighting, and you know the Magic know this as well as anyone from the last few years. When Westbrook gets going downhill, and that train is coming at you, he is going to will his team back into the game, and you you cannot give him an opening. And and the Magic once again gave him an opening to win the game.
1: There is something about Thunder Magic games here, right?
0: Thunder Magic games. The last four have
1: been really incredible. Last year's was last year. Both of them were close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 three overtime one was just. Amazing! This one somehow like so after the game, Russell was, and this was, this might have been the greatest that that second half overtime performance. I'm I'm trying to go over it in my head, and I can't think of a time where I've seen a greater performance live in, in my entire life. Like I've been at a game and seen a performance like that in my entire life with Russ. What what he did. In the second half, hitting the three to send it to overtime to tie it at 102 with uh, 7.1 seconds left. I I can't think of a time where I've seen a performance like that in, in person. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I I've seen some McGrady game. McGrady had a game against the Milwaukee Bucks in 2001 in the playoffs, so I guess the stakes were a little bit higher when he seemed to just take over in fourth quarter in overtime, just like this. And it was was that kind of a performance where you knew Westbrook was getting the ball, you knew exactly what he was going to do, and it was just up to you to stop it. And time and time again, the magic could not stop it. And it was just, I mean, from the Orlando perspective, it was just like, the Magic just needs something to stop the bleeding, just give them a little bit of confidence. And time and time again, they couldn't find it, whether it was Nikola Vucevic missing you know, bunnies, essentially, like little hook shots and, and jumpers that would just fall in and out, uh, or the Magic missing free throws. I mean, I think they missed five free throws in the fourth quarter, including uh, Nikola Vucevic, usually a pretty reliable free throw shooter, splitting two to to give Oklahoma City a three-point deficit and a chance to tie the game Late in the fourth quarter, and Orlando just could not stop the bleeding. Um, you know, again, from the Orlando perspective, they may they were six for twenty nine from the floor in the fourth quarter and overtime, so they just could not make the plays that they needed to put this game away. And, and when you again, when you leave the door open for a player like Russell Westbrook to win a basketball game, he's going to win it. That's what he does. That's why he's probably going to be the MVP.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't quite considering context when I said. When I said that, because if you do, then I, I was at Clay Thompson Game Six last year. The Western <laughs> that's, Conference yeah, that's Finals. A good point. Yeah, if you include context, that, that's of you because know, list, your
0: listeners don't want to yeah. don't want to remember that. This, hear that. this, this Russell Westbrook <laughs> game was 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 by far the greatest uh. single performance in <laughs> NBA history. Period!
1: <laughs> Look, exclamation um, point and sense. <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. Just seeing it it, it was like he had this epiphany moment sometime. I mean, he, he kind of seemed to realize it halfway through the third quarter um, and then and then really take it over in the fourth, which was, wait a second. If I just put, put Vucevic in pick-and-roll every <laughs> single time, he can get he, to the brim he, every he, he time. He
0: realized, he realized the secret. Uh, I mean, that's – That's I mean, That's
1: what Isaiah Thomas said yeah. was the secret. Yeah. of Vucevic, defensive <laughs> pick-and-rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick,
0: Nick, Nick, if, if Nikola Vucevic – is 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 not coming up to meet you at the screen? Just attack him because he is not going to do anything. That, I, I can't, I you know, I can't you know. And this is not to harp on Vooch too much because he has done, he has improved dramatically on de- defense this year. But that is, I can't count how many games the Magic have lost because like John Wall put him in a high pick and roll, or Russell Westbrook put him in a high pick and roll, or Stephen Curry put him in a high pick and roll. That's that is his Achilles heel. And, and even when he finally did trap Westbrook. Westbrook beat it and, and got to the basket, and, and, and he was just on fire. I mean, the Magic—I I, kind of started thinking the Magic were in a little bit of trouble in this game uh, when they were up 10 entering the fourth quarter, and Westbrook sat, I think, the first three and a half minutes of, of the fourth quarter, and the Magic were unable to extend their lead. And they even brought their starters in a little bit earlier to try and take advantage of those minutes. And, and Westbrook came back in. It was still a 10-point game. And you—I mean, this is what Westbrook does— you just could feel the momentum shift and feel he's coming, and, the, and you better be ready for that storm, and, and the Magic just weren't ready at the end.
1: It was so similar. I, did
0: you watch the Dallas game on Monday? Yeah, I mean, I referenced it a few times where it was like, you know, what was it, 13 with 3.30 to go. Magic were up 13, I think, with 8.5 to go in this game, and I was like, Oklahoma City's done this before against the very— I mean, the Magic and the Mavericks are not too dissimilar. Dallas has a little bit of a better record now. Uh, but you know, this is this is the type of game that Russell
1: Westbrook takes over and wins because he is that good. Right, but like even the narratives were so similar. Like it, it came down to like like in a two point game, uh there was a review on a sideline <laughs> out of bounds <laughs> call. True. Like you That's know, true. like it was Berea in the other game, it was Alfred Payton in this one that it was called was was made differently last time. It was for the Thunder. Tonight it was it was for the Magic. When Westbrook made the shot in the Magic game to tie, to give him the lead, or in the uh, Mavericks game to give him the lead, seven point two tonight, seven point one seconds left. Like it was, it was like they were copying and pasting that game into this one. Uh, some differences. This one went to overtime, but like the way that this one happened, like when I watched that game on Monday, I kind of thought, all right, well, you know what? If he wins MVP. This is probably like his, you know, this is, guys this is have a, that MVP That, that moment. Heisman
0: moment. Exactly,
1: speak. exactly. And now it's like, well, <laughs> what's he going to do on Friday against the Spurs? He's got to score 60 in a triple-double now. I mean,
0: he's already, I mean, 50, I mean, I don't think we've mentioned this, 57 points is the most points ever scored in a triple-double in NBA history. Uh, that surprised me. I, I feel did, like Wilt would have done that. Well, remember with Wilt, they didn't keep track of a lot of counting stats.
1: Right, like but, I'm sure by, he had by, it with blocks. And by the
0: time, and by the time Wilt started, like when and when Wilt messed around and aver- and led the league in assists, he sacrificed a ton of his scoring to to do that. So he wasn't scoring fifty, sixty points like he was was before when he was trying to go out and get assists. He was, he was. I think, I mean, we can probably look this up at some point, but uh, I think he was averaging like twenty five, thirty points per game that season. So he wasn't trying to score that much when he was when he was doing the assist season. So. You know, I—I I mean, I'm—I'm surprised. I was a little bit surprised by it too. But 57 is a lot of points. You don't, yeah, I just—I just, I, just kind of
1: thought. I just kind of thought like Wilt averaged 15 and 26 one year, so I just figured like he probably would have like that year. He probably just had a game where he happened to have 10 assists, and like all he's got to do is score like 15 percent more than he normally <laughs> yeah. does, and he's got the all-time record. You know, like it just feels like it would be a Wilt record. Yeah,
0: it, it does feel like it would be a Wilt record, but. uh I guess I guess they counted assists differently back
1: then too. I mean,
0: I mean the way I think the way we count assists now is a little bit more liberal than, than it was back back in the the 60s and 70s.
1: Right. And they weren't keeping track of blocks. And they weren't keeping track of blocks. So Wilt Wilt for sure. Like I'm sure Wilt had a 60 sure, point game. I'm sure Wilt's 100 point game was a triple double. And right. we don't know it. Right. Exactly because they were not keeping track of blocks back and there, then. And there's no video to to go back and try and figure that out. Uh, if only. If only. That'd there's video so of this great. though. <laughs> There is video of this. There is fire video of this. Uh, the Thunder actually played terribly tonight. They did. Like, amidst <laughs> all of this. Like, amidst all this. That, that's what Westbrook does. He, like, pushes aside the actual reality. You know? Like, it's. He's, he's,
0: he's fake news embodied. embodied. Yeah.
1: Embodied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He pushes aside the reality. They were. No one played. I can't think of any Thunder player who played really well in this game. Like, on both sides of the ball. Uh I I'll
0: give Steven Adams some props. He really frustrated Nikola Vucevic all night. Yeah. Uh you know, v- he did a good Vucevic is job. probably the Magic's most consistent offensive player. He shot three for fourteen on the night. Um, you know, the Magic were getting him good looks and, and Adams was just physically harassing him all all game long. And that's you know, that's kind of what you have to do with Vucevic a little bit sometimes and uh, it knocked him knocked him off of rhythm. So I'll give I'll give Adams his due um, Vogel, after the game, credited uh, Taj Gibson and, and uh, Jeremy Grant a lot um, after the game as well for their defense, especially in the fourth quarter, and kind of changing the momentum of that game. Like I said, that 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 moment uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter when the bench kept it a 10-point deficit I think was really, really key to setting up the heroics at the end for, for Westbrook and a big reason why they, they won this game.
1: Jeremy Grant was a plus
0: 30 that's amazing when you're when a team
1: is down 21 at one point to to swing back up that high and well because so grant i don't think he played in the first half uh i don't believe because they were playing mcdermott and they were playing uh i'm not sure grant played in the first half i think he came in in the in the third quarter that's like a thing that donovan has done a little bit uh where he's kind of mixed up grant in the first no, no jeremy grant in the first no jeremy grant in the first half there you go and then he came in in the third quarter um and, and he really played him at the four, like he's played four. He's played three. I think he's a lot better at the four. Yeah, he
0: looked a lot better at the four. Um, you know, kind of, especially with the way the Magic are playing, they're playing, they're trying to play smaller now with Aaron Gordon at the four, uh, with, with Serge Ibaka now in Toronto, and uh, you know he definitely fit uh, was a good matchup against Gordon. You know, who isn't much of an offensive threat anyway. So you uh, you get a lot of switching, and he's able to he's able to guard perimeter guys as well as he's able to guard you know kind of the smaller fours. And so it, it definitely seems like it was a good fit. And. Like I said, that, that block he had on the baseline, I think, really helped change the game a little bit. It was, you know, there's always those kind of defensive plays that help bring momentum, you know, and that was kind of a "we're going to physically dominate you
1: the rest of this game" type of play. He had a great contest on uh, mm-hmm. on uh, Biombo too. Yes, where he because Biombo got him. Yes, and then he got Biombo back. Uh, magic perspective. Want to go Magic perspective? Yeah, let's go say Magic perspective here. Evan Fournier is really underrated. He, he isn't and he, and he isn't um, you know
0: he, he can he has games like this I mean 24 points is nothing to sneeze at he ended up with five assists but you know five turnovers as well it, it the, I mean the problem with the magic and I, and I generally think this is the problem with a lot of teams that are kind of in the magics position where they're just not very good is they, they play guys outside of the roles they're capable of playing Evan I mean you can you could kind of see that in the last play. and Like you said, the Magic had seven seconds to get down court and get a good shot, and Evan Fournier was trying to force something, and he ends up turning the ball over with six-tenths of a second left. The Magic don't even get a shot to try and answer that Westbrook uh, three, and that's kind of what Fournier does. I mean, he, he, he's capable uh, when you're setting him up, but when he has to set up and create for others, he really, really struggles, and and especially in a game like this where, you know, one guy's really going at you and you absolutely need to bucket. The Magic were putting the ball in Fournier's hands and he could not deliver them a basket when they absolutely needed to. But, I mean, he, he's, under, he's underrated in that, you know, people don't realize that he is, a, he is a very capable scorer and a very good role player. But what the Magic are constantly asking him to do is probably a little bit too much for what he, he's capable of
1: doing on a successful team. All right, let's talk about a positive Magic thing. <laughs> no, 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 this, okay. is, this is a okay. positive Magic thing. That Hizonia dunk was <laughs> absurd. It was. It was nice to finally see that happen. Oh my goodness. Hizonia looks like kind of a sleazeball, ball by the way. Uh he's he's a good kid. Like I he he, he has I'm sure I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm purely talking yeah, about how he looks. His his hair and his goatee. Yeah, it's it's very much I don't, I don't
0: it's very much kind of, I guess, it might be like a European fashion thing, or you know, he's 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 got the he's got the spirit of a soccer player in him. I, th- I think in, <laughs> in some ways, uh, you know, you see the soccer players with that like kind of half half shaved head comb over thing that that they all that they all love. He he, he, he was rocking that for a while. Well, he is a crazy athlete.
1: My goodness, he is a, he
0: is a crazy athlete. And, and he has he's,
1: he has like one of my favorite meaningless plays over the last two years in the NBA, which was that. Uh, Bounce alley oop yes, with Aaron Gordon in the preseason. Yeah. It was last year, right? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. The the alley oop. It's the <laughs> only. It's it's the it's, only time we've seen that. It's 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 <laughs> it's the highlight of his career. Unfortunately, it was amazing. I loved that play. Yeah, uh, but that dunk on Caner, man. That dunk. That I mean, that amazing. was
0: that was a dunk of of confidence, and and I think, um, the Magic have found a way to use him more effectively than than they have before. I mean, he only he only scored four points. Uh, but he's he's contributing a little bit more now. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people had ideas of what Hazonia could be, and he just he hasn't delivered on that. And the Magic have struggled to find a way to get him to fit. Uh, and um, they're now playing him at power forward, kind of out of necessity, with Jeff Green out, um, just to get him out there. And he's he's found some success. I mean, he he's a great passer. I mean, the other play that I think was really great, he had the he had a really nice. Bounce pass through traffic to Aaron Gordon for a dunk early in the, I think late in the first quarter actually. Uh, and those are the kind of plays you want his own making. He, he's got to make shots. Um, his three-point shot is kind of left in all season now. Uh, but uh, that's going to be something that, that he's going to have to continue to develop. And, and, you know, hopefully we see more plays like he had on on Cantor. It just hasn't happened enough this year.
1: All right. You got anything
0: else? Yeah. Um, Not really. I kind of was like, I mean, Terrence Ross Ross is on an upswing, which is nice for the Magic. Uh, You know, everyone knows Terrence Ross is kind of a, the definition of inconsistency in the NBA. You'll, uh, I, I I liked Dwayne Casey's joke from Monday that you know the day, the game after Terrence Ross scored fifty one, he had two points. That's that's Terrence Ross. That seems like Terrence Ross's career in a nutshell. So good to see him get twenty three points, make make some shots. Um, If anything, the Magic need to get him more involved in the offense. I think. Uh, you know, like I like I said, the Magic made only six shots in the fourth quarter and overtime. Terrence Ross made four of them, and only took I think I think he was four for seven in the fourth quarter and overtime. So
1: they got to find a way to get him more involved in the offense, especially when he's feeling it like this, uh, and and find find ways to keep him involved. I love that Terrence Ross and Jeff Green are on the same team because they're so similar in that sense. Like yeah. you'll just see them go for thirty one night, and then they'll yep. be absent the next night, and they're so similar in that sense. I love that. They they
0: seem to be very similar. Jeff Jeff Green's may be a little bit more aggravating uh, for for whatever reason. He kind of I guess uh, just his career's kind of rubbed people the wrong way because enough people have believed in him and, and they've been disappointed. But uh, yeah, Ross is Ross is entering that territory, I guess. Um, and the Magic are getting an up getting an upswing from him right now to to end the season.
1: All right, you got anything to plug? Twitter handle, writing, podcast, whatever.
0: Um, you can always follow me on Twitter at oMagicDaily and.
1: Uh, uh, I'll be writing and doing stuff on com. cool and and you got Locked On Magic and I got Locked
0: On Magic every day on the fun places that you download podcasts
1: awesome and I uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fred Katz F-R-E-D-K-A-T-Z and you can find all my Thunder coverage on Thunder Road that's my blog on normantranscript.com normantranscript.com slash sports slash Thunder Road or you can just go to the site and find it under the sports tab there uh, I guess that's going to that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we talked. We, we talked about Russell Westbrook. We didn't get away with not talking about Russell Westbrook.
0: Um, just in case we didn't, Russell Westbrook is really good at basketball <laughs> and should be one of the two players you consider for MVP this year. Probably, probably gonna. If I if I had a vote, he'd probably get my vote.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I've been saying all year that Harden, Harden's my guy. Um, I don't know, man. He single handedly won a game tonight. <laughs> Single-handedly won a game on Monday, too. Yeah. I don't know. This, this. His crunch time numbers are just – he's averaging – well, coming into this game, he was averaging – I don't know what he is now, but coming into this game, he was averaging 58 points per 36 during clutch Jeez. time. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You don't even need to tell me his field goal percentage. That's just, you know what? It's above average efficiency. Jeez. 55% true shooting. Like his true shooting percentage is actually higher in clutch time than it is on the season. That's that's just incredible because yeah. crunch time, you usually see those those numbers decrease dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's 54% on the season and uh, 55% in clutch time because he gets to the line a lot. Yeah, three-point percentage is not great, but he's getting to the line 18 times per 36 minutes during clutch time. That's uh, that's pretty good. Yep, and 58 points per 36 minutes in the clutch time would be the highest in clutch time over the last 20 years. So, I guess we'll leave it at that. That's a good stat to end it on. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I assume we'll be back with our guys I'll tomorrow. I'll be back
0: tomorrow, tomorrow. And for people listening on my feed, I guess I, I, might, I might have a few comments or two after, after I'm done here. So, we'll, 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 see. we'll see how I feel when
1: I get home. Great. Well, until then, locked on Thunder, locked on Magic, or locking up. Ace is the
0: place with the helpful hardware, folks.
1: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long lasting 10 year LED bulbs now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.
0: And my thanks, of course, to Fred Katz of Locked on Thunder. Be sure to follow that podcast. I've been catching up on some back episodes, uh, partially in preparation for today's game bars, partially because they're, it was in my rotation, and uh, Fred does a great show. I I, have, I really enjoy uh, Fred's uh, Fred style uh, on his podcast. Uh, happy to be on Locked on Thunder, as I'm sure he's happy to be on Locked on Magic. Uh, good luck to the Thunder the rest of the way. Once again, the Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Orlando Magic 114 to 106 at the Amway Center on Wednesday night. Before I conclude today's show, we we took up a lot of time, obviously, uh, talking about Wednesday's game uh, with Fred uh, on the crossover edition part of the podcast. But uh, like I said at the end, I'm going to add a couple more thoughts here. You know, it's been a rough, rough, rough season for the Magic, obviously, and it's been a rough five years for the Magic, too. But... I still come to the games with the same sort of approach that I did even in 2012. I don't necessarily care that the team, not that it's not trying to win. I don't necessarily care that the team is in this position that they're in. I mean, they've they've they made their bed, they're lying in it. I've covered enough bad teams now to know what to expect and what to look for. And it's my approach is the same as it was in 2012 as it is now. When you have an opportunity to win the game, you need to win the game. Wins are inherently good. And I get that there's the tanking crowd that says, wins are bad and it hurts the team's future. And I get that logic. And you're probably right in some ways. But I'm not going to sit here and tell players on this team to lose games because that's not good for them. And to me, there is no universe We're losing a 21-point second-half lead even to a historic performance from Russell Westbrook, there's no universe that that is a good thing and that will benefit this team in the long run. If you're going to lose, just get blown out. But so long as this team is trying to win in any capacity, and I would not expect anything less from players on the court, they are trying to win basketball games. The coaches are trying to win basketball games as they should. That is what they're there to do. So long as they're trying to do that, I'm going to hold them to that standard. The Magic have said they want to win basketball games the rest of the season. The goal, time and time again, when you ask them, oh, you know, you're not out of the playoffs, what are the goals now? Their goals are to win as many games as they can and finish the season strong. They have every self-interest to do so. I mean, they're not beholden to the team in that way. They're not going to make room for the guys to replace them. And so as long as they hold themselves to that standard, I'm going to hold them to that standard. And in order to do that, we have to consider Wednesday's game an utter, just not an utter disappointment. I mean, not only just an utter disappointment, but... A failure to continue the growth that they need to make. Frank Vogel has talked often about trying to build a winning culture and trying to teach, trying to get the reps to learn how to win this games, these games. And it'd be different if this were a one-off thing. And Russell Westbrook had an incredible performance. 19 points in the fourth quarter again, 57 points in total. No turnovers in the second half after seven in the first. Single-handedly won the game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hats off to him. It's an incredible game. The Magic could not stop him. But as was pointed out to me by my, by my colleague Corey Hudson from Orlando Pinstripe Post, it, it is hard to kind of think of these narratives because one play can, can change the thing. If Nikola Vucevic makes his free throw late in the game, the Magic win. They're celebrating a victory. and Oklahoma City th- And the Oklahoma City Thunder are asking we let this slip away or we ha- we should not have been so poor in the first half that is true narratives change on a single play but consistently for the last 5 years the magic have been unable to make those plays and they're not going to learn how to make those plays by not being in these situations and actually having to make these plays and win the game. Maybe it is something intangible that this team doesn't have. They don't have a quote-unquote killer instinct. And when it comes to players able to take over the game, they don't have a Russell Westbrook. They don't have someone who's capable of willing them to victory. And that's something they have, have to work around. They have to keep getting better at that. Or maybe better's not the word, They have to find a way to make those plays. And there were plenty of opportunities to do so in Wednesday's game. There were rebounds the Magic dug out. There were shots that the Magic got. They didn't make them, but they got them. They've done it before. It's about doing it consistently. And to me, it's not even just about close games making plays now. Because, yes... You take a look at the end of game sequences for this game and, and as well as the Washington Wizards game from a few weeks ago when the Magic lost a 17 point lead in the third quarter. Very similar to this game. The Magic lost those games down the stretch. If the Magic are going to lose games, make it because they missed shots. Make it because they didn't, you know, the other team beat them. Don't make it. Because you lost a lead. You let go of the rope, so to speak. You allowed the other, team, the other team's urgency to dictate things to you. And you lost the game. I bring this up now because, again, Russell Westbrook had a historic performance. Single-handedly won that game for the Thunder. And, and the Thunder had a lot of other contributions. I mean, Jerry and Grant played some fantastic defense. Steven Adams played some fantastic defense. I'm not taking anything away from all of them. The Thunder won the game the Magic gave them the opportunity to do so. And that's been something that's been consistent not only throughout this season, but the five years of this rebuild. The Magic have never learned how to win these games. They, it, it's almost like they expect to lose some of these games sometimes. And it's important to bring this point up because this is not the first time it's happened since the All-Star break. The Magic lost a 17-point lead on the road at Washington in the third quarter. Pretty much gave it all away before the end of the third quarter and found themselves in a fight for 12 minutes in the fourth. Again, if that's the case, that's a loss you can live with. If it comes down to making or missing shots, that's a loss you can live with. But rarely is a 17-point comeback just about makes and misses. Comebacks like that require mistakes, require a, a team folding into a shell, unable to do the things that made them successful. Getting beat by urgency. It happened again at home against the Knicks, a far weaker opponent. Magic had a 12-point lead entering the fourth quarter and allowed the Knicks' bench to beat them. Derek Rose didn't play in that fourth quarter. Kristaps Porzingis didn't play until the final two, three minutes of that game. And the Knicks won running away. At home. To me, these losses are unacceptable for a team trying to establish a winning culture. You've got to learn to put these games away. And saying, oh, they'll get it next time. Or, you know, they played well, they fell short. No. They were in control of these games. And if they're going to try and learn to win, if they're they're really committed... To trying to win basketball games, they're going to view the, these games as disappointments, not as moral victories. Which Frank Vogel seemed to say, "Hold you know, he seemed to say, hold your head up high. You played a really good game. Russell Westbrook's just an incredible player. That's not building winning culture. It's been a long time since the Magic have, have been able to, to to do any of this, to consistently win these types of games." And every time it feels like the Magic are about to turn the corner, they don't. They drop the ball. Something catastrophic happens. And perhaps this is all to say there's something very deeply flawed about this team that's flawed in an intangible way that is so hard to detect and so hard to fix that you just don't know what to do with it. I mean, I'm still... Not at the point where I can bask in the history that I witnessed at the Amway Center on Wednesday. Because, as someone who follows the magic, as someone who talks about the magic a lot, someone who, you know, frankly wants to see this team succeed, I can't get over the disappointment and the frustration of seeing the team lose and blow another chance to win a game. If they held on and won, it'd be okay. They made mistakes. They can point them out, but they learned through winning. That's what good teams do. And the Magic were so close. Literally a free throw away. It'd be much better if they just put these games away and act like the dominant team that they were for three quarters. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Again, be sure to check out Locked On Thunder. You can find that on iTunes and Audio Boom. Fred Katz of the Norman Transcript does a fantastic job covering the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, and, of course, does a fantastic job on Locked On Thunder. Highly recommend that podcast. If you're looking for a team to follow in the playoffs, you know, we all love Victor Oladipo. Russell Westbrook's probably going to be the MVP. Be sure to check them out and follow them throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Uh, of course, you can find Locked On Magic on iTunes, Audiobeam, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you download podcasts. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as on Facebook, like us at Locked On Magic. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Omagic Daily, as well as on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic.